0: Are we rolling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sound? How sound? Speed! All right, guys. All right, one take. All right, mark it. All right. Action! You like film? That's what they all say. Great movies. It's the American way. I wish they had a show where they reviewed movies, which they do. It's called The Film and You Win Show. I like movies. Big, big movies. Big movies. Floating pictures. It's so great. Movie. Join us, everybody, for the Filming You In Show. Well, hello, everyone. <laughs> it's a beautiful evening. It's Filming You In. I'm your host, Max Grill, and I'm with the beautiful and very trippy uh, Juliet. <laughs> trippy. Well, uh, yeah. So, our film focus for tonight is going to be the movie Mandy with Sir Nicholas Cage, mm-hmm. but that's, of course, not all we're going to talk about filming you in. We're also going to just dive into what is Nicholas Cage as well. But uh, we watched a fantastic movie. Nicholas Cage we called did. Mandy. First thoughts when you watch Mandy.
1: It's a lot it's a it's a lot to take in. I gotta kind of pay attention to what's going on, but even then I was like, what what what's happening? So it's a lot is my first take on it.
0: I'm still tripping. <laughs> um, it uh, felt like I was just in a whole LSD dream, but I, I don't think that was uh, unintentional right. All right, so before we dive right in, we're going to kind of just talk about how we're going to review this movie. We're not um, expert film critics, you or I. Mm-hmm. I mean, I only minored in film criticness. Right, pretty um, good. You just kind of, like, went to a few classes, right, a few, as, like, electives? I
1: audited a class yeah. once, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, not professional here, but we got thoughts. We got everything about this movie. Um, this was a very fun one.
1: This was. This is our, uh, our inaugural...
0: Yeah, the first one of the season. It's a new year, 2019. This movie, of course, was 2018. Also, a movie I've been meaning to watch. There was a little bit of hesitation on my part because I'm like not ready to experience that today. Whereas you can put on some random comedy, and I think that movie, kind of as advertised, was you have to be in the right mindset to just sit down and let this movie evolve. Yeah, it took a a while. it.
1: It took a while to say, like, okay, now it's time to watch this movie. So I had to, like, see a couple clips. Here and there to be like, all right, I can get through this.
0: So we're just going to go straight into it. We're going to go straight into the film focus. We're just going to talk about Mandy. Mm-hmm. We need to say that there's many spoilers. So if right. you have not seen the movie Mandy yet, go ahead and just save this on your you know, archives mm-hmm. like to watch it after you watch the movie Mandy. But we're going to be giving away a lot of it. In fact, all of it.
1: So if you haven't watched it, you can pause this right now and go watch it.
0: All right, so we're going to give everyone about five seconds to pause it, and then we're going to just go into it, and you have been warned. All right, I think I think the coast is clear now.
1: Yeah, I think everybody's. watching. All right, so Welcome everyone's back. been warned.
0: Everyone's been warned. All right, we're going to talk about Mandy in a segment that we like to call the, the Film Focus. Hey, hey, hocus pocus, it's the Film Focus. All right, it's our Film Focus time. We're talking about Mandy. So let's just kind of go through our thoughts while this movie is kind of existing and mm-hmm. happening. Right off the bat, Nicholas Cage, he's played by a guy named Red. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite. Nicholas. I don't even want to do a second take of that. That was a good first take. This is an alt. Um, so there's a guy named Red who's a lumberjack played by Nicholas Cage. Uh-huh. Uh, pretty intense.
1: When did we find out he was a lumberjack? I
0: mean, he was just sawing down wood. Oh. And he was kind of doing stuff with wood and chopping down trees, so... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there another profession that deals with chopping down wood?
1: Well, I felt like it was like kind of post apocalyptic, so maybe it was just like, all right, all the men go chop the wood.
0: Which are lumberjacks?
1: Nah. Well, I mean, maybe not like a profession. Like I didn't see him get a pay. I didn't see him talk to Susie in payroll or
0: anything. So, <laughs> no, but he got you know. helicoptered out of the oh. the field. Oh, you know, you know a lot intense. of lumberjacks
1: getting helicoptered in and out of. I don't fields. know. I'm
0: just saying, like he, you know, it's pretty clear that the the dudes you know they li- he's living in this cabin and he's a lumberjack mm-hmm. and him and his wife girlfriend they never really established mm-hmm. I s- think that they're married but right. um
1: common law when you live in the woods yeah, together yeah of course her name's Mandy huh.
0: spoiler i uh, don't
1: find that out for a while though they're uh, they should, like, <laughs> not to the third the act yeah
0: um <laughs> so basically yeah he's a lumberjack he lives with his wife slash girlfriend slash you know lover partner um mm-hmm. named mandy and they're in the woods and they just kind of live a secluded life she works at a like a convenience like a store or a mini mart yeah. on the side of the road with and like
1: really expensive apples
0: she's uh are <laughs> really expensive apples yeah we get into the prices in there but uh yeah and uh artistic just kind of got a Dangerous Pash is has a noticeable scar underneath her eye, and yeah. uh felt like this movie was like a two-act movie. It was like the first act was a lot of uh, talking about poetry, and a lot of kind of very slow, talking slow, like kind of like the pacing was yeah. very like, you're in a trance, and then obviously like act two is just hella crazy metal right. action, horror movie right, fight. Right, right. Um, I don't know. Uh, it a, ver- it's a
1: comedy at the beginning,
0: though. Is it comedy?
1: Yeah, at the very beginning. Knock, knock.
0: Yes, the best comedy joke ever. Um, so we're going to go reenact the comedy joke because after his long day of lumberjacking, mm-hmm. presumed lumberjacking, he comes home you know, for them to have dinner. And uh, what was the joke that uh, good so old Nick am I, Cage laid out? am I Nick
1: Cage in this one?
0: I think you're Mandy? Should be, I, okay. We're going to reverse the roles. I am Manny, right. You are I'm Nick Cage. Cage. Hey, babe, what's going on?
1: <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Eric Estrada.
0: Eric Estrada, who?
1: Eric Estrada from Chips.
0: And, and? And
1: in scene parentheses, he hands her a bag of chips.
0: It was the best joke I've Eric, ever seen I mean, in a movie. It took
1: me a minute to, to really understand the idiosyncrasies of that joke.
0: Was it at that point in this movie you're like, we're in for a great ride? Yeah. Yeah, really good Eric Estrada joke. Yeah. Uh, really It's nice of, to
1: see Eric Estrada get noticed.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: 2018. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah and, the, you know, they're just living a kind of small, quaint life, and, um, you know, we got to like let people know that we're kind of, you know, th- th- this movie itself, it's it's got so many funny moments, it's got so many cool moments. Overall, I'm going to say that this movie is a great movie, but there's just Nick Cage doing what Nick Cage does, and yeah. for the Nick Cage fandoms out there, like, Nick Cage fan clubs out there, you know, the people that really just mm-hmm. take in this Nick Cage style of movie, yeah. this one was on fire, and right away, it was like, Eric Estrada joke, I'm like, Okay.
1: Yeah, I will well, cage. It's a it, it's interesting that you get a you get a little tiny taste of like just the pleasant Nick Cage at the beginning and then Nick Cage isn't really like become the Nick Cage, the Cage Rage as I call him until like an hour into it.
0: Well, yeah, that that's what we were talking about. It's it's split up in two different movies.
1: I know, but I'm saying like it's it's you, you don't even get a lot of Nick Cage in it. So you're forced um, to be like, well, where the fuck's Nick Cage?
0: Unfortunately, Nick Cage is just great when he's even just like listening to her in bed mm-hmm. and p- potentially spacing out like I did. So, but um, yeah, they have a conversation of their favorite planet. She likes Jupiter. Mm-hmm. And he likes Galactus. Not really a planet, but it's reference to Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. So shout out to Galactus. Uh-huh. Uh, fun fact. You want to know one fun fact? Yes. Throw it at you. So, Nick Cage is a big, like, comic book fan, mm-hmm. and when he was getting his stage name, which is Nick Cage, mm-hmm. it's based off a Marvel character, Luke Cage. Oh. Pretty crazy. That's you didn't know insane. where the rage in Nick Cage and came from, huh?
1: Cage rage.
0: Cage rage. <laughs> Anyways, so this movie, we're definitely taking this very, uh, trance, dreamlike, you're seeing their life, but then, dun, 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 there's this crazy Jesus cult. Right. Um, opposing them, and, uh... The leader um, is Jeremiah. Mm-hmm. Sees Mandy on the road. They lock eyes, and he just needs to get this girl, mm-hmm. and that's kind of he well, must have her. Yeah, for some crazy reason, yeah. you know, he's got his crazy followers. Very yeah. Charles Manson like character. Is. Well,
1: you also learn that he's a former musician too.
0: Very Charles Manson. Yeah. As, yeah. Um, also taking a lot of drugs. A
1: lot of, and a lot of women.
0: A lot of women, multiple partners. This was Charles Manson. Now, the question is, uh, should Charles Manson have played this part? or?
1: Um, I don't know that he'd be able to, being dead.
0: Mm, good call. Yeah. I, I think that's a good take. That was a hot take on my part, but you simmered it. Dumb, so, <laughs> Yeah, so he decides, I must have this girl. And then, of course, now we get into where this movie just kind of is taking us on a wild ride. They summon these... Sort of a supernatural biker gang from... Seems like they're from another world uh, mm-hmm. or, like, from a Mad Max reboot. They're not on motorcycles. They're on four-wheelers, which I just thought was really cool and different, um, but also kind of interesting. They're on four-wheelers. Right. Um, one guy's got spikes all in him. Another guy's got a... Like a gooey face. Gooey gooey face. Uh, too much Vaseline. Mm-hmm. And very demonic. These seem like they're from hell. And they make an offering, and they're going to offer him the... The fat boy with the cool blonde wig, tub
1: of lard, in
0: uh, yeah, or porkster, I think porkster,
1: tub of lard.
0: But anyways, they make the offering. However, they're connected. That was a little murky to me, but kind of who cares as well. It's just uh, oh shit, here's these really crazy, demonic four wheeling.
1: Right. We have to make an yeah, offering gang. of human, but we also have to make this offering of And they sludge. they
0: basically said, we need this woman. You need to get her for us. And they go. Yeah. And they drink this jar of Vaseline, blue Vaseline goo that it's is the like gray an acid. stuff
1: from Beauty and the Beast. And so you take it and then you're like, try the gray stuff. It's delicious. And then like your lanterns start dancing around and talking to
0: you. It's awesome. Oh, <laughs> all right. Amazing. I guess you took some of the gray stuff right now. <laughs> Interesting though, this uh, this one the the main leader of the biker demonic gang. Um, do they have names in this they movie? They
1: didn't. They were just like.
0: He drinks this whole tub spiky. or something and. Spike. We'll and call him. <laughs> call him Spiky and and friends uh, and. Uh, totally, just drinks that whole thing, and it's like okay, yep. that that and, was something. But
1: that, then that was it, and then they killed the fat guy, and that's.
0: Well, you didn't see him kill him. He got well, killed saw, later. Oh, that's in right. The movie. So basically now oh, it's on they've located her because crazy old lady from the cult um goes up and meets her at the convenience store
1: spends five dollars on an apple five dollars on Doesn't an apple even, like,
0: this store is not getting a lot of business you think you'd make it a little bit on sales you right know? Just, but the
1: woman was just like sure 541 here you go it was more than five dollars it was five dollars and like 41 cents and she was like sure here you go Also found it strange that Mandy was using a dollar bill as a bookmark, and we saw her do it twice. They cut away to it a couple times.
0: And also, this movie takes place in 1983, and that dollar bill looked like it was from a 2010 series or 2009, so I'm just saying, come on, Yeah. that's a goof.
1: It's interesting. It's interesting that they kept, like, showing this dollar, and then that Apple was $5, so. There's something weird with money here.
0: Yeah. There's um, a couple
1: things that exist in this movie, but I don't feel like there was ever an, like explanation for them i didn't like learn a lesson or have any like oh well that's because of this i figured it out like i never had that moment with it i don't I probably, think there I was that much to times,
0: i don't think there is really that much to discover from this movie i think this was just like i mean there was definitely stuff going on but this also was just kind of like a fun crazy like mm-hmm. metal album it was like a right. crazy ride anyway so old lady uh finds out where she lives they show up with a strobe light and stuff and just really like they just uh, lay down Nick Cage mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to just keep calling him Nick Cage. I'm not yeah. going to even call him Red. No. He's Nick Cage. Does um, anyone call
1: him Red in this movie?
0: His name's Red according to right. the credits and right. stuff. But um, he's Maybe Nick he's Cage. called
1: Red because of the Red all over him. Yeah.
0: You know, mm, they just picked knows.
1: something to call him so they don't call him Nick Cage in the script.
0: Um, yeah. So these uh, guys kidnap her and... In return, they take the fat guy and he's he's gone and then Mandy's gone and then Nick Cage has just kind of disappeared because they knocked him out and the deed is done and the crazy Charles Manson cult, a.k.a. Jeremiah and friends, they have her now. They have Mandy. Next scene we see is they dip some LSD in Mandy's eye and then you basically see Jeremiah go on. They also un-
1: sting her with a giant wasp.
0: Giant wasp too. So that was an interesting what, what was going on there.
1: Weird fucking choice.
0: What would? Um, I wish we could get a scientist on the line. What would a, some LSD in one eyeball and a sting from a wasp?
1: Well, I think it was. Pure L, I think it was pure LSD. we were very clear on that. Like this is like the. The best LSD you'll ever have in your life, and so y- and it's going directly into your eye. I saw twenty eight days later, you get zombie blood in your eye. You're a zombie real fast. So traditionally,
0: though, with pure LSD in your eyeball, um, I've done this multiple times. Uh, <laughs> if you get stung by a wasp in your neck, it
1: uh, it's it a better
0: it's a better time. Yeah, it's uh, you can understand crazy speeches, mm-hmm. which happens next, where mm-hmm. Jeremiah essentially is given his best advertising pitch for her, her to join his pyramid scheme of. Having sex with him. and Ending uh, it
1: with his penis, which is like the exclamation point. Yeah, at the very end,
0: we got to see some penis. And we made a note of that, that at 50 minutes, you're going to see a little dick. And it was a little dick, but, you know, it was a normal dick. I mean, Um, it was
1: like an, it was a flaccid
0: dick. (laughs) It was a very flaccid dick. At 50 minute mark, you're like, boom, there's a penis. And that's crazy, because it's been 50 minutes to get to this point. I know. He does the pitch. Does not work on Mandy. You know she's tripping. It was pretty much a crazy. It was one of the crazier scenes of the movie, and that's Mm -hmm. saying a lot for all the craziness we're about to start talking about. But it was it was pretty insane pitch. Uh, I mean, what did you what were you feeling during that? I thought I was completely taking acid as well at that point. Like everything was there's trails, slow talk, different colors.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was like, I hear what he's saying. I, I get it. Like, okay, let's do this a little full of like, himself though it's like, like come sister on bro I was like sister julie reporting for duty sir let oh, me see you your tiny penis so you're in you're yeah, in at I'm this like, point great you're drugs. Recruited. just hang out i'm i'm stockholm syndrome i believe where i would okay. i would be there i would i would have to join anything i'm not going to survive the
0: apocalypse yeah i think mandy i i think i'm a little bit like mandy on this i'm just going to laugh at him and be like this is kind of crazy and i'm tripping my balls off right now what are you talking about yeah
1: i'd be like cool yep Let's do this.
0: Yeah. And recruitment doesn't go well. She laughs at him. Pretty upset. He puts his robe back on. Bummer. Bummer. And that's the end of the movie.
1: (laughs) But it's not.
0: Uh, Yeah. So then essentially the retaliation then because he's very upset as they put Mandy in a bag and
1: the cage
0: is uh, barbed wired and he's forced to watch her burn all in front of him.
1: Mm Mm-hmm
0: um talk about having a bad night. Um it doesn't get worse than that.
1: Probably not.
0: <laughs> he escapes though. He escapes, holds her skull in his hand. Mhm. Very upset and then he proceeds to go back to their house. Well, they're in the backyard of their mm-hmm. house, I believe. And He's in his whitey tighties with the nice tiger shirt on. Mm-hmm. And he fi- he does what I would have probably done, is found where the vodka's hidden in the bathroom and goes in the bathroom and has a pretty insane vodka drinking party by himself yeah. in the bathroom.
1: Well, this is what I call the, the cage rage. So this is our first instance of cage rage in this movie. This
0: was us starting to feel the cage rage. Mm-hmm. Um, all jokes aside, because cage rage is a really amazing thing. But this was like an insane performance because you could also like... Nicholas Cage is actually acting really good mm-hmm. for this movie, because he shows you once in a while I'm a really good actor, but I'm also a really ridiculous actor.
1: Right.
0: This is an awesome blend of really good and really ridiculous, where just basically making a lot of like upset, you, know, grieving sounds like rrr, rrr, right. And uh, he chugs a whole bottle Screaming. while pouring some alcohol on his wounds and mm-hmm. sits on the toilet for a while, and
1: yeah.
0: And then boom, we're in the second act of this movie. Right and we're, we're going there and yeah. he uh, the next scene is now forging a really awesome battle axe uh-huh. and he's ready and he goes see Mac from Predator mm-hmm. that's where he's been all these years um just, just
1: been hanging out <laughs> just in Cageland. been hanging
0: out he didn't actually die the Predator didn't get him <laughs> he's just been hanging out in this little uh, RV and essentially just says uh, I want your bow and arrow and he's like where are you gonna be hunting he's like Jesus freaks and his friend, uh, instead of just calling him, he's like the worst sponsor ever because clearly he's drunk and he's mm-hmm. just giving a bow and arrow like, yeah, go hunting. But then he knows all about these kind of demon bikers. Right. And uh, we're um. on. <laughs> we're, we're going there. Yeah. Kind of crazy, though. Then he just goes on this basically revenge. He goes after the demon people first, of yeah. course. Um, he finds where they're like on their like ride, like late uh-huh. at night, hits the spiky guy. With the arrow, and then, of course, runs him over with his car. hmm uh-huh. That was pretty great. And then, uh-huh. of course, then he is knocked out, finds himself tied up in the basement of where their, like, one of their lairs are. And then
1: yeah.
0: Has a fight with that one guy, keeps taunting him, then ends up beating him over the head with a pipe. Right. And uh, throwing him down, like, this shaft, I guess. Mm-hmm. Then we get to Spiky Penis. You want to talk about Spiky Penis?
1: I mean, that's all I wrote was knife penis watching porn. Um, all I remember and doing was doing like, a lot of
0: cocaine, doing yeah, a lot of blow on the table. He's watching
1: porn. He's doing a bunch of blow, and uh, it seems like he's pulling out his penis. And then when Nick Cage like sneaks up behind him, um, and he turns, I can't tell if his penis is a knife or he just knew Nick Cage was coming and he had a knife or what. But he just like turns around and it was just like. Oh, and we both were like, is that his dick? And and then they fought, and then knife
0: penis. Yeah. 90% sure he has a knife penis. Yeah, and
1: then knife penis, they fight, spoiler, knife penis is killed. Nicholas Cage does a lot of blow, just right off the well, floor, floor.
0: dude from floor the, floor the, the shaft shows back up and oh, then starts right. attacking him again. And he has that moment, he's like, give me some, give me some. And yeah. then uh, Nick Cage breaks his neck and then runs over and... Cause now he's got blood all over yeah. his face because he stab knife penis guy in the neck and it poured it all over poured his all face. Over
1: him. But that's why I think they called him red in the script.
0: Possibly. I, like I think that's right. Red. I don't think he needs a name for this movie, no. really. No. It's Nick Cage. Yes. Um breaks that guy's neck, scoops up a bunch of blow with like a piece <laughs> of glass, just does a bunch of it, and then walks over this is a trash department yeah. kind of weird RV wherever we are, and uh
1: He finds the gray stuff.
0: Finds the gray stuff. And of course, that's my first response is to stick my fingers in this tub of gooey stuff and lick it. Yep. And...
1: Looks like glue. Let's try it.
0: And boom, he's gone now.
1: Yeah. Which is interesting because those guys like chugged that bottle, that like mason jar. That guy gulped it and he just like did a little like finger on the tongue and he was uh, gone. This movie was kind of like... This half of the movie was kind of like in Bandersnatch when you like click the like hell yeah... And it just, like, goes crazy, and you're like, what the fuck? The rest of the movie was... I was like, it's Bandersnatch, hell yeah, Netflix? Like, I I was... I I didn't write as many notes this this half of the movie.
0: Without any spoilers of Bandersnatch, but yeah, I was just hitting hell yeah over and over, and I think Netflix, Black Mirror, if you're out there... Please give us a Nick Cage movie like Bandersnatch style. <laughs> yeah, that will completely break the internet. Um, I'll have multiple parties a week at, yes. at our house yeah. uh, just we'll to celebrate every, this.
1: We'll do every inclination of yeah. this movie if you okay. make it. Choose your. We right should work country. on a proposal
0: or okay. something like that. Done. Reach out to Netflix Done. if you guys are listening though. <laughs> um, yeah, and then he's, he's on. He's killed most of them, and then he finds the crazy guy standing by the car fire.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: he shot one of those arrows through his neck, but he seemed to be okay with that. And then they had a crazy fight, then eventually he just kind of kills him, and he burns for a while. And, yeah. And, uh, whoa, okay. Yep. <laughs> so I guess he handled the, the big guys really well. And then yeah, that was easy. Now it's time to move on to the crazy Charles Manson hippie guys with Jeremiah. Right,
1: when did Tiger Man come into play, because I wrote, Tiger Man, what the fuck, who is that?
0: Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, Tiger Man...
1: Is he before we get to Jeremiah's people?
0: That's a good point, <laughs> kind of thrown in there. Well, essentially, he, he. let's just talk about Tiger Man, though. All right, let's, let's just kind of rephrase that. So then he he's meeting Tiger Man now. It's uh, the guy that's putting stuff on to...
1: I don't all, all know, the, all the Tiger tabs man, what the fuck, who is that, is all I wrote.
0: Yeah, um, essentially the guy just describing what this stuff is, and, you know, he's so been... he's the
1: creator of the gray stuff?
0: Well, he's definitely, like, one of the chemists. He's putting mm-hmm. stuff on, uh, he saw a little, uh, what are those called, blotter tabs, uh-huh. or uh, blot tabs. I know. don't know. Yeah, like... I'm not a drug addict. <laughs> okay, but anyways, he's essentially just kind of making it so he can manufacture this drug. They have an amazing, cool Bengal tiger... Um, next to him and he just lets it out of the cage and the tiger just runs away. Uh, fun fact that that originally was a lizard in the script and then I guess the director just decided <laughs> to change it to tiger. tiger. Uh, which makes sense because Nick Cage has a tiger shirt on for like a good portion of the That's movie true. so there's kind of a tiger And there connection. was a little
1: moment with the lizard them looking at each other at one point too.
0: There was, so lizards, tigers, oh my. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guy basically essentially was just kind of like leveling with him of All right, you know, what they did with you was pretty awful. But then he had the, like, big
1: giant black pupils, so you knew he was, like, hi, AF.
0: Well, he took some in front of us, too, you know, so um, it's kind of getting some understanding of where we are right now in the movie, as well, of, like, we're kind of, are we in this world right now, Mm -hmm. or is this drug kind of taking them into a different world where this guy exists? Right. But they have a good chat, uh, I guess. I don't know if they're going to be friends um, in in the future, Mm -hmm. but uh, you never know. Maybe that guy, now he's out of the Possibly the jar of acid uh-huh. business. He might be a lumberjack or something. I don't know.
1: Interesting.
0: Good tiger trainer. Tiger so. training. Uh, yeah, so now it's time to hit the Jesus Freaks. Yep. And, of course, uh, uh, well, I forgot the order of actions, but, like, throw... The-
1: well, he's... It's, God, I keep calling him Uncle Frank because he reminded me of the uncle from Home Alone. But the bald one... Oh,
0: yeah, the bald one, yes, and, yes. And
1: Sister Lucy, the, like, young girl, yeah. they're in a van, and Nicolas Cage stops them, and then he pulls Uncle Frank out, and he shoves his, his pointy thing down Uncle Frank's throat and kills him, and Lucy just, like, cries and watches, and then we never see Lucy again, so I don't know to yeah. Lucy...
0: and of course he says the line, better to burn out than fade away, mm-hmm. but he doesn't get to finish it, because he shoves the knife into his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he lets Lucy live... Um, yep. I assume because he just kind of viewed her as innocent right. the whole well, thing. They, and
1: they had that one, like, moment face-to-face when she pulled the trigger on herself in that I, Russian roulette thing. I'd
0: still just kill her, you know? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You, you, you've only met her for five well, minutes. Well, just...
1: because of that, I just thought that she was going to come back and kill Nicola- and sacrifice Nicolas Cage at the end. Yeah.
0: She showed that she's already kind of far gone. But yeah. uh, maybe, you know, and for the sake of Mandy, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, throws an axe at a guy's head that's cleaning off a car, mm-hmm. and then he rips the old lady's head off, and then it's time to talk to Jeremiah. No, it's... Oh, we didn't even talk about the best one yet. Yeah. Should we just get into that right now?
1: Yeah, doesn't that happen before Jeremiah?
0: It does happen before J- Jeremiah. It happens
1: before the old lady, too, doesn't we d- okay, it? Okay,
0: let's talk about let's the best frequency in the movie. I'm sorry. I was going to save it for later, but yes.
1: We got to go in order.
0: Okay, gotcha. You. Um, they have a little, like, chainsaw sword fight. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah with um, a super chainsaw. One of the best scenes I've ever seen in a movie, hands down. <laughs>
1: yeah?
0: it's pretty amazing, right? It's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, Nick Cage just approaches him. He's just trying to, like, turn on the chainsaw the whole time. And he's, at this point, there's no stealth mode involved. No. He's just coming around the corner, just trying to turn on this chainsaw. He's walking slowly because he's a little beaten. Yeah. This guy pulls out this... What was that, like a five foot chainsaw yeah, or something? It was huge. It's a pretty long chainsaw, and he just turns it on, and Nicky's like, oh. And then <laughs> he starts fighting him, and his chainsaw's not even on for a while. Right. He's um, using his
1: chainsaw as like a shield, like a blocker.
0: Yeah, and they just have this epic chainsaw yeah. duel, and I mean, it doesn't get it more badass than a no. chainsaw duel. No. Um... Pretty brutal how that guy gets it too. Yeah, he just falls on his
1: he falls on well, he a falls moving. on his
0: sword, but the sword's <laughs> yeah. a chainsaw, it's a so it's just chainsaw. Yeah. But it's like vertically too.
1: Yeah, it's this five foot thing, and
0: he's just like laying there vertically. It's just like it's I, pretty the, insane.
1: The way this movie's
0: going, I'm sure they didn't show us the v- reverse of that for why not? Yeah, but that's like <laughs> NC like sixty. Mm-hmm. No one under sixty can watch that. So, <laughs> um, and
1: then it's old lady crazy. And
0: Then old lady rips her head off. Well, you know.
1: old lady offers him sexual favors and then he rips her head off
0: yeah yeah exactly because yeah. That, i mean that's not gonna work but that was her last ditch effort and right. then jeremiah offers him sexual favors right, as well right you know jeremiah goes on his whole spiel of why he is a god and stuff and nicholas cage clearly doesn't care mm-hmm. but he thinks he has overpowered him he's got confidence until he realizes his skull's about to get crushed and, and that's
1: when
0: he i'll suck your dick yes. what do you want man um <laughs> And it's just
1: interesting to watch him just, like, instantly lose this, like, God-like ideal that he had in his head. It was kind of cool.
0: Overall, uh, this movie, like, just looking at this as a whole, um, this movie was just insane where we have, like, what you mentioned, like, this theme of God mm-hmm. and stuff. And, I mean, do you want to touch on that a little bit more? Because I mean, there's, there's all, metaphors I notice as well. Yeah,
1: there's a lot, like, with Redemption. There's a lot of the obvious, like, looking at... The two of them, um, or looking at the, the, all of the moments that I talked about before with the stigmata and everything like that.
0: I mean, exactly. Yeah. He's, he's chained up. He's got barbed wire on him. It's kind of like, looks like the thorn crown Mm -hmm. sort of.
1: He gets stabbed right in the same place.
0: Um, there's a whole theme of gods and demons, Mm -hmm. you know, being treated like a god. Of course, Jeremiah thinks he's a god, but he has to go to like hell and he's Mm going to be the god of that kind of hell and. Obviously Jeremiah is just out for his own interest. Mm-hmm. And you know, Nicholas Cage at the end says, I am your God. Um he has a beard. <laughs> you know, that was pretty just good. Just like Jesus. <laughs> just like Jesus had. Um <laughs> okay. Yeah, and I mean he's uh like yeah, you're saying he got stabbed just like Jesus got stabbed, and you know, because he got stabbed when yeah. he was waiting for there. Um
1: and just a lot of the things that he went through each of the stations to get to the ultimate redemption in the end.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and of course, like, these Jesus and freaks And, like, are... apples
1: were really expensive back then.
0: <laughs> and, of course, the Jesus freaks are, uh, you know, the, are they're building their, like, commune in this, mm-hmm. like, wooden structure in a quarry or something, right. the, their church, and, of course, that burns mm-hmm. down at the end. Right. I think this movie was very solid where it was just a really interesting uh, two-act lsd metal Mm -hmm. album it kind of felt like we're like listening to some metal album at the end or throughout it it's kind of your epic ballad of showing this romance um very dreamlike it was shot beautifully throughout this movie really cool visuals Mm -hmm. very slow pace which i know is like an intention of this director and then we just kind of hit the second act where it is just Full it's on, we're in hell. Like fight, fight. It was like this crazy video game that I would definitely play. Would you play this video game?
1: Um, no, but I might get kind of high and like watch you play for five minutes and then play on my phone for That's a while. Not, would you
0: so. take like just a dip out of the goo? Yeah, the I, I would.
1: <laughs> I would just rub the goo into my hands.
0: <laughs> uh, so I was curious what you thought this movie. Uh, this movie was broken into three title cards. Uh, very Mandy, of course, is the third one where Mandy is now feeling us into. Uh, the revenge, uh, Nicholas Cage, to avenge uh, the death of Mandy, where mm-hmm. he kills everyone. Uh, the other ones were uh, Shadow Mountains. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just shown where they live and the setting and everything. And then uh, we're when we're introduced to the cult, it's Children of the New Dawn. What do you think of the style of breaking that into um, three parts like that?
1: I mean, I like the style, getting through the whole movie, but I can tell you if you and I weren't watching it together, I wouldn't have made it past... Shadow in the Mountains, I'd be like, no, this one isn't for me. And I would have moved on. Really? That, and also if I didn't see the clips of Nicolas Cage, Cage Raging.
0: Well, if you didn't see the trailer, like, if you didn't see the trailer of this movie, because you know that it's going to get good. Exactly.
1: Yeah, if it was just like, if I was blindly like, hey, don't even watch the trailer, just watch this movie, I wouldn't have made it past Shadow Mountains.
0: I I think it was really interesting. I think this, like, it, it had a feeling like I was, like, I don't know metal that well, but it was like I was watching a metal album. Like, this is this one album. This is the next m- album. And then, like, because they look like album art, you know? And then Mandy's, right. like, the third and final right. version where it's yeah. just rock. It was also know,
1: 1983. <laughs> it was also 1983.
0: The the look of this movie altogether was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, really dark, but, like, it feels like I was in hell. Uh, the editing, the pacing. Yeah.
1: The pinks, the reds, the yellows. You know, I would
0: argue that there is a shorter version of this movie out there that could be a little bit better Mm -hmm. uh, than this. But that's not to take away at all that this was a fantastic original experience for me for Mm -hmm. watching a movie. And Nick Cage is the glue that just keeps us all together. Because there was a part where Nick Cage was not in this movie um, for a while. It was kind of like the whole Mandy portion with the cult. But it's kind of we're just saving the best for last when he just takes over and he gets his revenge. There's nothing to really know about this character or about mm-hmm. her character. Uh, there's there's just ideas of everyone, and that's what's kind of interesting for me is that this movie it was still engaging, but there's really nothing we know engaging. about. Inca- oh, gotcha. All right, engaging. This was a very engaging <laughs> film. I gotcha. I was like, I said engaging, right? Engaging. Um, yeah, interesting style and everything throughout the movie. And I just think this is just like one fun wild ride. Mm-hmm. And I think this is enjoyable by people that are into this kind of stuff. Okay. Uh, people that overall, like if you like Nick Cage movies, this has to be on your list. Yeah. Um, if you if,
1: like action, yeah. horror, you should you probably like, watch it. Yeah,
0: horror. Because there's some people that call it action just like watching a Mission Impossible movie. This is right. not that kind of action. This is horror
1: action, like fight.
0: I think the general population will want to, like you said, turn this movie off after mm-hmm. a little bit because it is a little bit slow and yeah. it kind of makes you just kind of like this get going.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but overall, this film succeeded on a lot of levels. I like. I would still argue that there's a shorter version of this movie that would be better. Yeah. That could exist out there. That would be, yeah. make this even more fantastic and mm-hmm. get to the point faster. It was almost like that's what's kind of cool about the movie is it just takes our time and it's just kind of like a crazy um, explosion at the end. And that's another thing I wanted to talk about. So talk a bit um, (laughs) is uh, with drugs and LSD involved in this movie and just the overall just tone that we're like kind of on this ride. My argument is the movie kind of feels like we have this moment where taking these drugs in fact take you into a different dimension
1: mm-hmm.
0: almost like this movie in its two parts were existing in two different dimensions because we're kind of in the first we're in like the normal world this is their normal lives this is this cult but then once the drugs are involved it kind of like we're going into a different world
1: because
0: mm-hmm. those bikers i mean what's their deal like they're just like they're demonic like it's yeah, almost like monsters They've taken so much of this drug, they're from a different dimension. They're from the upside-down world, if you want to talk about with uh, Stranger Things. And it felt like, you know, Nicolas Cage essentially just went into a new dimension to go fight all these demons uh and get, like, revenge um, for the death of Mandy. Um, But it's interesting. It's almost like we're just kind of in a different world. Because up to the last shot, like, the last shot kind of is what's going on here? You know, we see it's like, they're
1: like end of Greece moment when like Danny and Sandy are like,
0: well, I was actually off. talking about when he's drove away from the burning fire right. and we're like on a different, there's like Jupiter, I think is like right mm-hmm. in the forefront. Like kind of looks like we're in this weird, kind of crazy, like artistic Mondo painting. Right. You know? <laughs> um, right. So I think he was in a different world there mm-hmm. and he's trying to get out now. And that's where the drug has kind of taken him.
1: Right. Well, I also think it's like, you know, you're, Fighting evil, he goes to fight these, like, demons, this evil, but really you've got to go to the source of the problem, which is man. So he gets through evil before he finally defeats the true devil, which is Jeremiah and his team. And then after that, he can finally be at peace with Mandy. I assume he died.
0: Oh, so you're assuming he's dead at the end. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. I think we'll never really know, but my theory is that he's went went into that different dimension and he's kind of traveling out of it. Mm-hmm. Or he might get out of it. Right. Or we don't know. We're kind of left to understand. But I could also totally buy that he's dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he's like kind of riding off. Right. But honestly, in a movie like this, I don't think we're ever going to get the answer. And we don't right. really need I don't the really answer. Care. Yeah. I am kind of curious, though, how he goes back to work the next day. Like, is he taking a couple of days off? Because that was a pretty heavy but party that's day. that's what I'm
1: saying. That's why I don't think it's like he's not punching a time card. He's just getting choppered in. To to do the, the male duties of the society. He follows the rules.
0: Well, he's got to pay the bills for that cabin. Right. Especially, right. she's just working at a mini-mart.
1: Rent ain't free.
0: <laughs> Rent ain't free in the cabin. Mm-mm. Even if you live in a cabin away from the rest <laughs> of the world. <laughs> you
1: live in a cabin on the floor.
0: Yeah, yes. Ex- and, uh. They
1: have to buy vodka <laughs> somewhere. Where did that vodka come from?
0: And also hide it in their bathroom and right. stuff. Okay. Do you
1: think he had a drinking problem or do you think that's where they hid it because they didn't want people to steal it? I don't know. There's so much
0: to discover there. But wow. I think he uh, definitely, um, well, if he hasn't party for a while, he got like definitely years he worth partied. of partying out in, <laughs> in this movie. And then some. Also, the fact of um, he's just, it's kind of great how he's just this ordinary guy, but he's just kind of fueled by this like hate and like anger. Mm-hmm to get on this revenge plot that right. all of a sudden we're just like, he's really good at a lot of different forms of fighting. Plus, he can build axes. He can shoot bow and arrows. and can drive cars. Like I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of curious what the betting odds really would be to actually, if you knew he was going to be going up against. How many guys did he go up against? And Well, I am women, but...
1: Maybe like six, I would say.
0: So, spiky guy, sword penis, uh, guy that
1: breaks guy. his neck...
0: Axe, hang on, don't go to our order yet. The guy by the burning car. Um, and then you go into um, the uncle from Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, he left the girl aside. Um, axe guy to the head. Chainsaw fight. Old lady. Yeah, he went through like nine. Could have had nice. ten on the table. So mm-hmm. I'm trying to wonder, like, you know, this kind of... Always fun to make little bets on stuff. What the odds actually would be for her to get through all that in one night,
1: uh-huh.
0: especially being like stabbed and beaten and knocked right. out a few times.
1: A few times. I don't know how long he slept enough to have like cartoon dreams. I
0: think if he was like, if they were watching it closely, he would have went in the concussion protocol. Like probably right. after like the first knockout, because yeah. that was a pretty hard hit. But um... lost a lot of blood. Yeah, that's the problem. They kind of just he miraculously was okay from the stabbing. So that's why I kind of feel like he is in a different world at mm-hmm. that point. And that's so another fear rage. I have. Or maybe the Nick Cage rage is just so real that being stabbed and barbed-wired and knocked out a few times, it just, just he's still going to make it to that boss level where he has to fight with a chainsaw. So mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting, Roger Ebert really liked this movie. Okay. Um, gave it really good review, kind of echoing some stuff we're talking about. Um, but the best thing he said is he says, we spend basically an hour of the movie getting into hell, and then we spend an hour of the movie getting back out of hell. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I mean, really good review, but Roger, you know, he gave it a, a thumbs up. Good. You know, because you can't give it two thumbs up, right?
1: Not anymore.
0: Not anymore. <laughs> but as a whole, like, this is a really fantastic movie. Yeah. Um, I thought this was really great. Uh, the ending's awesome. I think it's hard to call this rewatchable because I think it is extremely rewatchable, but I also think there's part of it that I don't know if I can watch the opening all the no. time.
1: I could probably watch the chainsaw fight a couple times.
0: Yeah, I'll definitely rewatch this movie. I definitely will. Um, I think it's it's just very cool. There's full of where you're gonna kind of like laugh, mm-hmm. and then also sometimes you're gonna be like, "Oh my god, this is sick! This is cool!" It's just kind of uh, it was just a really, really, really crazy experience.
1: Mm-hmm. I I don't see myself watching it again with you. Um, might, by yourself. No, I might like partake in clips here and there but I don't think I'd sit down I definitely wouldn't watch the first half
0: so you didn't like it
1: no it's not that I didn't like it I just you know I don't see myself watching it again a bunch of times or anything like that but like maybe some of the badass scenes I would
0: watch yeah gotcha how many times have you seen um how to lose a guy in 10 (laughs) days I was
1: just thinking about that (laughs) movie I was gonna say, I was gonna say, it's not like, you know, how to lose a guy in 10 days that I can watch 40 times. I just can watch it. So, by your logic, how to lose a guy in
0: 10 days is way better than Mandy. It's It's more rewatchable. It's so bad, but I
1: can just like keep it on in the background and think nothing of it. Whereas, like, I feel like something like Mandy, I'm like, gotta watch it. (laughs) Oh my
0: god, this movie's demanding my attention to pay attention to it. Yeah, that's what I definitely look at movies like. Is this like one of those movies I'm going to have to watch and listen and comprehend? Uh, I hope yeah, it is. Not. Boo. <laughs> Give me a movie that I can just have on in the background while I do other stuff, like, you know, read a book or, like, not be home. Few other little uh, little gems that we found in the movie. I think this should be a new segment of the show. Uh, hidden gems.
1: Hidden gems.
0: Um, can we talk about Cheddar Goblin?
1: Yeah, let's talk about Cheddar Goblin.
0: <laughs> All right. So I want to do this. is going to be a new segment on filming you in. This is going to be called Hidden Gems. We'll have a really cool song for it. We don't have one right now. Why don't you give me a, a rough take of what it could be?
1: Oh, what's that? It's a gem. It's a hidden gem.
0: Okay. Um, I'll definitely talk that with the higher ups <laughs> and the producers on the show to see if that would make it.
1: That was your voice too. Could you hear it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, hidden gem. I want to talk about Cheddar Goblin. So, what is Cheddar Goblin?
1: Cheddar Goblin is the forgotten craft macaroni and cheese, like mascot, I guess. That
0: was the name of the the mac and cheese, though. Yeah. It wasn't like Kraft mac and cheese. I know, was but you know what Cheddar I mean. Goblin. It was like
1: a mac and cheese commercial, but it was like Cheddar Goblin.
0: Nick Cage is at, he he's just came back. Mm-hmm. So it's a very weird uh, contrast moment because he just watched his, just watched Mandy burn in front of him. And he's rolling into the house and the TV's on and just the TV, and then it, it, there's just a random show on and then it flips to Cheddar Goblin. And it's this green little guy uh, that's getting macaroni and cheese portal all over his head. And uh, kids are excited. And it's like Cheddar Goblin. And he just, like, stares mm-hmm. at the screen for a while. And
1: and he's in his underpants. Yeah. Uh,
0: there's just an interesting moment in there with, like, what the fuck is Cheddar Goblin? And would I actually eat it? Does that marketing work for you? Would you sell that to your kids?
1: Yeah, for sure. They also, like, puked all over the kids, too.
0: Was that what happened? Cheddar Goblin was like puking on the, puking noodles? Yeah, he was
1: puking noodles.
0: Do you want to know a fun fact about Cheddar Goblin? Uh Uh-huh. So the director of Cheddar Goblin is a director that does a lot of stuff on Adult Swim, and his name's Chris Casper-Kelly, uh-huh. and he uh, wrote and directed one of the best Adult Swim shorts ever called Too Many Cooks. Oh, God. So.
1: <laughs> no. No. So the creator
0: of Too Many Cooks, uh, which is really awesome, I suggest after you're done listening to this show, you just play Too Many Cooks and set aside 14 minutes to watch the best thing ever. Um, he, he directed and wrote Cheddar Goblin. Anyway, so Cheddar Goblin, I just love it. It comes out of nowhere. It's, it's awesome. It's almost like I wanted more of this, but I kind of love how this movie gives me just limited amounts of this, so I appreciate it more when it's happening. Um, I want Cheddar Goblin to be a thing. Um, vodka in the bathroom. Is that the best place to hide a bottle of vodka?
1: Well, I feel like there should be a bottle of vodka hidden in every room of your house, so maybe that's just the one that he thought. He was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. Actually, I'm gonna get my bathroom vodka I would be more interested in reading the script of this movie than watching this movie again
0: well let's read the script
1: let's do it Get well that's me another thing script. I want to
0: bring up too because I'd, I'd be really curious what the over under of actual Nicolas Cage lines in this movie are there's not a lot he listens to Mandy a lot in the beginning he has the amazing Nick Estrada joke um, Eric Estrada Eric Estrada whoever <laughs> Nick Estrada is thinks we're <laughs> listening and then he kind of just has some kind of one word answers he, he brings up Galactus and then he doesn't talk for a while, then a lot of grunting, then a lot of yelling. But when he does talk, it's pretty golden, you know, so give me some of that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and he kind of, it's all of a sudden at the end with Jeremiah that he starts talking and then he's also got like the kind of slow, kind of trippy acid voice. Yeah. You know, he kind of realize he hasn't had that much dialogue, right. which I'd say is why this is arguably like one of his better performances <laughs> in a movie. There's a lot of emotional acting going on where it's a big thing where you don't realize that he's not talking that much.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And uh, yeah, that kind of brings me to my last thought uh, bringing it back to, you know, we were talking about the religious theme in this. We were mm-hmm. talking about kind of, I was bringing up the different dimensions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm curious your thoughts on this. The movie for me just kind of felt like this drug itself is like you have to take it and you go into this new dimension and you either become a demon or you become a god. And it felt like he had to go... To this new dimension to fight a bunch of demons. And he says at the end when he's about to crush Jeremiah's skull that I am your God. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like he did become godlike at right. the end. Oh, that's and interesting. He, he possibly was. I mean, is that mm-hmm. what you kind of thought? Or do you thought something differently? Or? No,
1: I said that's an interesting thought. I didn't think about that, but that makes sense.
0: How did that feel to give me credit and say I had an interesting thought? I'm itchy. <laughs> okay, Gotcha.
1: I need some gray stuff. Uh,
0: <laughs> we'll take some after this quick commercial break. <laughs> So, uh, you know, kind of wrapping it up, Mandy did pretty well uh, with the reviews. Uh-huh. A lot of people seem to like it more. It's got a 6.6 6 out of 10 on IMDb. IMDb's ratings, I haven't trusted as much, but uh, yeah. 90 per- 92% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. 67%, so kind of close to 6.6 6 of audience score. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's just where Mandy needs to be, and that's where it was expected to be. Mm-hmm. There's people that are going to watch this, and they're going to just love it. There's people yeah. that are going to just watch this and just hate it immediately. This is not for everyone. This is definitely a certain kind of genre. Like, my mom will never watch this movie. No. And there's other people that just love Nick Cage, mm-hmm. and they just want it. And um, overall, I think that's where I fall with this movie, but I, I lean a little bit more heavier, so I'm more of a seven point five eight out of 10. Okay. Um... I think the end the beginning could be shortened up a little bit mm-hmm. for its benefit of the film. I think the second half of the movie is fantastic. Yeah. It's got a supernatural feeling. Uh, mm-hmm. there's it's post apocalyptic feeling ish, but it's but not. But in the
1: eighties.
0: Um, and also the really amazing like metal score. Mm-hmm. Um, just like the score of the movie was great. It's kinda got this like metal feel for it. It was uh, it was eerie. Mm hmm. Nicolas Cage was, he was originally asked when approached to be in this movie, he was asked to play the role of Jeremiah, the cult leader, but Mm. upon reading the script, Nicolas Cage decided he did not like that character and he said he'll do it if he can play Red. Now, the thing is, I think we both agree, but this is, it's better that he played the role he played. Yes but would this movie work with someone else playing Nicolas Cage's role and Nicolas Cage just being the cult leader? Would this movie still work?
1: This movie would still work uh, and the Jeremiah character would be up another crazy level because imagine Nicolas Cage performing that whole LSD with Mandy scene, like him giving that speech, that monologue, and then also him at the end with the like, I'll suck your dick, like that That change in personality. I think it would... It would it would still be a movie that we would still be talking about right now. It would just... The focus would be on Jeremiah. Um, who would be Red, like...
0: Yeah, that's that's my question. Who would your runner-up be to play that role? Because that role needs to be kind of crazy. And once again, a guy that can... It's got to be someone that's kind of a little strange as well. Right. Yeah.
1: Probably like a fucking James Franco.
0: Oh, you want to see James Franco in this movie? But that's what I'm saying.
1: Like, it's somebody like a James Franco who... Will put himself all into it, like Nick Cage will. Yeah. He's just so pretty, it's hard to, like, focus sometimes on, mm. on him as a character. But, like, he pulled off Tommy Wiseau pretty well. <laughs> he ba- Here's the thing. I would see James Franco emulating whatever Nick Cage was telling him to do for this character.
0: Gotcha. Like, so you're really big on the James Franco vote.
1: I'm just trying to think of who else is bizarre enough. Yeah. I mean an, an younger an actor that's younger than James Franco or that's younger than Nick Cage. An actor that's younger than Nick Cage to be able to play against Nick Cage in this in this fight of what's the more bizarre character? Nick Cage could have played Mandy, and Mandy would have been the like craziest character in this, I and mean, been like, "Dude, Mandy was nuts."
0: I think that's an interesting take. I'm not sure if I'm sold on that. Um, with James Franco mm-hmm. being involved in this kind of movie, he's been in some strange movies in the past.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm thinking more um, Tom Hardy, maybe McConaughey, because Matthew McConaughey's been in some very strange. Uh, did you not see Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Six? <laughs> um, I think it was Part Six. <laughs> Uh, he's been in some kind of crazy movies as well. I think my thing is I don't think it works at all if Nicolas Cage is not the character he played. Okay. I don't think this movie succeeds at all. I kind of wanted to play relatable. Jeremiah
1: now. Now I want to do like an alternative
0: Well, get dimension. the budget. Actually, but I honestly do not think that this movie is the same movie with Nicolas Cage playing the role. It's I'm not the same
1: movie, but it's it, it, it turns this movie into a different thing. I mean, the movie's still I called Mandate.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's a good movie, though. I think it's a bad movie without Nicolas Cage because I think Mandy, it's basically like Nick Cage is the great point guard of this team. Like Mm -hmm. without him, he's the quarterback, you know, without his performance and what he can do, the rest of this movie isn't the same kind of movie. Got it. That's what I think. I don't agree with you, but whatever. Well, that's all right. We can disagree on this show. Well, that's fine. Yeah, but you are fired. So (laughs) check up your bags. All right. So that was our review on Mandy. I hope everyone else enjoys it. Um... This is now the time you can tell your friends that, hey, we're not talking about Mandy anymore, but there might be some spoilers still, but we're going to just talk about Nick Cage. Now. Okay. So, wow. you know.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, wow.
0: Are you shocked that we're going to talk about Nick oh, Cage? Oh, wow.
1: I didn't <laughs> prepare myself to talk about Nick Cage. But, you, but well, I'm ready. No,
0: we're just talking about Nick Cage because this is a little <laughs> segment that, you know, we usually do some top five picks, but I thought we kind of changed it up for this episode. Okay. Because uh, essentially, we're just going to kind of go over, like, just kind of our best in. Ah. So, we'll play the top five pick. me This okay. is our top five picks section, but we're just going to really just talk about our best Nick Cage stuff, so. Okay. Well, it's not the bottom. It's the... All, time. all right. So, I, I wrote up a few kind of categories. Okay. Um, that I always just thought of, like, when you talk about Nick Cage, so we recently had the opportunity to go to the Alamo Draft House in Austin, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh... Last weekend, a few days before Nicolas Cage's birthday.
1: Oh. Uh, he
0: was born in 1964, so he's getting up there now. 55? Mm-hmm. Oh.
1: 55.
0: 55. That's all right. He looked good for 55. He looks great. Killed some demons he really well. He looks great. Uh, they do Master Pancake. Mm-hmm. We went uh, to a Friday evening showing, and they did a cage-a-thon where they just played a bunch of Nicolas Cage clips good and bad, crazy, just, you know, just everything where Nicholas Cage is being Nicholas Cage. Of mm-hmm. course, Master Pancake they make commentary on it as well. That was an interesting experience just mm-hmm. because uh, Nick Cage clips speak for themselves, but yes. It was a uh, it was something for me that made me appreciate like I get kicks out of being a Nicholas Cage fan, good and bad. That's mm-hmm. it's all part of it. So it was kind of fun to be a part of an event like that. Yes. So with all that in mind the the whole theory that I was bringing up is that Nick Cage is like uh he's an icon for for better or for worse mm-hmm. you know there's the He's been through a few marriages. Uh, he's owned a few islands, I guess. He went bankrupt. Um, he went bankrupt, of course. So he
1: had to just do all the movies. Of course, he's known <laughs> for how
0: he pumps out, like, 18 movies a day. Yes. You know, he, he'll, he'll be trying in anything. To get
1: out of debt. There's a
0: great clip online that I saw. It was called Nick Cage's Agent, where basically it's just really random movies. Like, all right, I'll do it. And uh, he'd be like, you're literally just a piece of ham for, like, dinner. He's like, sounds great. You know, so Nicolas Cage will uh just do any movie possible right uh and there's a lot of good there's a lot of bad there's a lot of bad movies but great performances by him so Mm -hmm. what's your top movie that nicholas cage
1: yeah
0: is is a you can be a part of but preferably like that he's right
1: he has to be a lead role yes right okay yes
0: yes it's a nick cage movie yes please
1: i will say the best the one i like the most is raising arizona okay as a good movie
0: Gotcha. So I did something a little different. I did his best movie is Adaptation. Ah. His best character is High from Raisin, Arizona.
1: Maybe you should tell me the categories and then I can make... (laughs) I didn't know that there was going to be a character category.
0: Well, no, I was... No, I mean, I just broke that into a category because for me, it's it's not like that was official. I'm just saying for me, it's like his best movie is Adaptation. I think his best best character... Well, I mean, should we do that then, like his best movie, and then we'll do his best character? Sure. Want to do that? All right, so like, what's his best character? Are we both agreeing that it's high from Ra- Raising Arizona? Yeah, that's
1: the best character.
0: And then what's his best movie?
1: I still think it's Raising Arizona.
0: <laughs> and I have no problems with that. <laughs> is that we, okay? Yeah, that is okay. <laughs> I just think for me, I think his best movie is adaptation, but if I was forced to branch off his best character is Raisin, Arizona. Got it. So here are the other three categories I've kind of broke down. Craziest character, his worst movie overall, just his worst movie. And then um, his best movie, that's his worst movie. Okay. And let me elaborate on that a little bit. The movie, that is so good, it's bad. Yes. All right. So why don't we just talk about what is his craziest character?
1: Vampire Kiss.
0: Okay. When? Why?
1: What was his character's name in that?
0: <laughs> it was so crazy.
1: Well, I mean... It doesn't matter I don't know. what his character's I, name he's was. He's Nick Cage in every single movie.
0: Like, it doesn't matter what his name is, though. Why, 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 why mean, is remember, Nick Cage...
1: Well, it, it's a crazy character because it is that idea of what if you were a vampire? <laughs> like, what if somebody thought they were a vampire and they weren't? Like, there's all these movies about people that are vampires and become vampires and... And, and everything and they're always like, why don't you believe me? I'm a vampire. And like you're with them, so you're like, yeah, they really are a vampire. Why don't they believe them? No one tackled the whole idea of like, no. What if they're not a vampire and they're just fucking crazy? And that's what Nicolas Cage is in this movie. Is just a man that's gone off the deep end and thinks he's a fucking vampire.
0: So you're you're like in it for the literal sense of like that's as crazy as movie being a crazy insane and also and
1: also the acting is just another level.
0: He eats an actual cockroach.
1: He eats, he he ate multiple cockroaches. His request,
0: not the director's. They were going to do fakes. He wanted to eat a real thing.
1: Yes. So there's that.
0: Um, What's his worst movie? Just worst movie that he's been a part of.
1: Oh, that's If It Could Happen
0: to You. If It Could Happen to You. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Have
1: you seen that movie?
0: A long time. I don't even like throw that into the Nick Cage world. It's forgotten Nick Cage world. Is that when uh, he's a cop and he gives her a lottery ticket yeah, as a tip? Yeah, so he
1: is the kindest cop that's ever, ever existed. But he
0: gives her a lottery ticket as a tip, he, right? So he
1: he opens up, he, he gets he gets coffee here every day. He opens up his wallet and, oh my gosh, I'm out of money. But you know what? I have this lottery ticket, my wife, Rosie Perez, because clearly that's a good match. Rosie Perez and, and Nick Cage are married. Rosie Perez is the worst. And uh, she makes him get a lottery ticket every day. Like, we going to win. we going to win. And uh, so she makes him get the lottery ticket. He has the lottery ticket. And he tells Yvonne the... Bridget Fonda the the waitress and he's like look I don't have any money but okay here I've got this ticket if this ticket wins I'll come split it with you if not I'm still gonna come back and tip you I promise I'll tip you $20 which is a lot of money back then in the 90s and she's like no okay I'll believe it when I see it because Yvonne's down on her luck so he wins and he's like oh <laughs> awkward we have to split this with Yvonne so it's the whole like this whole like weird love story and it's just bad I call it his worst movie because Nicolas Cage has never given the freedom to be Nicolas Cage in this movie. It's very, like, could have been played by any act. Like, no one would know what this movie is at all if Nicolas Cage wasn't in it. And he doesn't even get to be Nicolas Cage in the movie. So that's
0: why it's his worst so, yeah, he's not Nicolas Cage at all in this movie.
1: No, Because even he's his other boring. ones, like Family
0: Man or whatever, he's got some Nicolas Cage moments in it and stuff yeah. like that. You know, of course, the Nicolas Cage freak out is the best thing ever. So. Yes,
1: there's zero freak out. He's just a he's boring just cop mild, that's He's mild-mannered. Bo- like, Rosie Perez is the highlight of this movie because she is peak Rosie Perez crazy.
0: Which is interesting because they always seem to have Nick Cage play these movies where he does have a why for. Love interest. Uh, there's a movie that I was going to give honorable mention to, which I think is called uh, Next. Uh, Jessica Biel and him are supposed to be like in a relationship, and they're trying to make him be something he's not. Right. And uh, he's fallen out of that role of being the action star that is a little too old for this. Like, it worked in The Rock. Yeah. Hollywood has tried to make him the next Tom Cruise, and it doesn't really work because what he's great at is movies like Mandy, his appearance in the movie Kick-Ass. Mm-hmm. Um, movie Joe you know like what, what Nicolas Cage is really good at is and then the older ones like you know I mean he's
1: face off Con Air
0: face Rock, off works. those
1: are that's a that's a genre of Nick Cage I like
0: yeah but that was early on I don't yeah. think we can do this anymore because now yeah. the, the new genre is like you know uh, national treasurer it's just all this stuff that they're kind of trying to make him an Indiana Jones and stuff mm-hmm. and Nick Cage doesn't work like that. You just need him making really crazy moments that his fans can like just like, celebrate and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, what's your best worst movie?
1: I mean, Vampire Kiss, I think, is always going to be the best worst. But Honorable Mention has to go to Face Off because I love that. I've seen that movie many times. I love that movie.
0: So I mean, Face Waterfall. <laughs> face Waterfalls with John Travolta <laughs> and then Nicolas Cage adapts him as well. Nicolas Cage playing John Travolta, playing Nicolas Cage. That's pretty fun. Um, Especially when at the end, like, the voice thing wears off and John Travolta's voice is talking, but it's Nicolas Cage's face still. That movie is fucking awesome. It's It's so bad, though. Um, I'll go in reverse order, because I said my best worst movie was Vampire's Kiss. Uh Um, That's the one that I watch at least once a year. It's full of, like, the best lines ever. Like, the alphabet... Um, him trying on the teeth uh it's so bad it's good um you know i think nicholas cage knows what's going on he mm-hmm. did like a phony british accent in the movie as a joke there's so many kind of other elements in that film that uh are we all in on this joke it was just so ridiculous it didn't make any sense but it's such a bad movie but it's so f- fun to fucking watch so right. um uh, my worst movie uh, is just one that exists in this weird world it's on Netflix so I watch it every now and then it's called left left Behind <laughs> so it's about the rapture and uh, just it's made like a lifetime kind of movie uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, Nicholas Cage is a pilot and his daughter went to visit him really quick uh, before he goes off on a flight because she's in town for the weekend mm-hmm. One of those guys from One Tree Hill who's the guy from One Tree Hill
1: which one? Chad Michael
0: Murray? Yeah, Chad Michael Murray is a photographer, video, a documentarian nice. that's on his flight as well. Nice. Um, but he's got a flight, so his daughter's in town, and she's like, are you divorcing mom? And it turns out he's like been cheating on mom with the flight attendant. Uh, the rapture happens, a lot of kids go missing, and then there's people on the plane, and it's just Nicholas Cage playing like a pilot, because his co-pilot
1: mm-hmm. uh, got
0: raptured. And it's a very forgettable movie, but it's just like, what is going on right now, and It's pretty ridiculous, and I just don't know why Nicolas Cage is in this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think you saying Vampire's Kiss... Correct? Yeah. Or no, that was craziest character. What did you say was the worst? Again? No, I
1: said that was the the best. No, I've given Vampires Kiss a lot of these. A lot <laughs> oh, of these oh, got so Vampires all, <laughs> Kiss.
0: Well, no, you said uh, it could happen to you. That was it. That was
1: my worst movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. So but best um, worst is Vampires Kiss.
0: My other also is uh, another one of his worst movies, but it's kind of almost like good bad, but it's like not really rewatchable at all. Is uh, Have you ever seen Drive Angry? Uh
1: uh-uh. uh
0: Drive Angry is with Amber Heard. Um, he's just like. I don't know, he's just, just a very upset driver that's going to drive angry. No, it's just really okay. ridiculous. I, I watched it when it first came out. I mean, I don't know how else to break it down. He just drives really angry. <laughs> like, he really does, actually. It's, and it's this whole, like, you know, revenge movie as well, but he's just driving around in his car. It's like weird Nicolas Cage version of Fast and Furious that didn't work. Um, and then my craziest character, though, uh, for the, the last part is uh, I'm going Deadfall. Okay. Which I don't know if you've seen Deadfall. I've not seen Deadfall. Deadfall is a really horrible movie that I would say it's the worst movie. Um, But the character that he plays is the thing that's only watchable about that movie. Because everything he does is so over the top and ridiculous in that movie. Basically, it's a double crossing like movie. Like where it's like there's a mob, there's money, there's like henchmen. There's people want in on the deal. And it's like con men. It's people double crossing each other. And essentially, Nick Cage is like the... The dude from uh, Kyle Reese from Terminator comes into town. He wants to get in his uncle's business. And Nick Cage is his, uh, hes uh, He looks like Rocky Rococo's pop- popular <laughs> pizza place from Wisconsin. Uh, black sunglasses, black mustache. He talks with his teeth put together all the mm-hmm. time. He's like, how are you doing? You know? And uh, he's doing card tricks where he just loves jokers. Okay. He's like, show me that joker. And uh, he's doing cocaine all the time.
1: Nice. Um,
0: he's like... Uh, He's kissing his girlfriend at one point who starts having an affair with Kyle Reese because, you know, backstabbing, double-crossing. But he's like, oh, mommy, oh, mommy. And, like, they just start kissing in the car for a while while he's driving. It's just a ridiculous movie. And, of course, he has his freak out when he realizes that he's getting cut out of the deal. And he uh, freaks out and... Uh, <laughs> in a strip club and he just screams uh fuck for like
1: uh
0: two to three minutes oh, wait. long.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen that.
0: And then uh the bouncer tries to stop him on his way out and has the best line ever <laughs> where uh he punches the bouncer and then at the end before he kicks him he goes, Hi fucking yeah, yeah. and takes him out. Um at the end he's like, oh, show me that jokka. Huh? It's like towards the end of his demise in the movie and he goes the Joker's fucking wild, man! <laughs> uh, it's it's such a bad movie, and I wish I had more effort yeah. in my life to just take that and just cut everybody out of that movie and just have him, because it would be like the best like 17 minutes of your yes. life. All right, well, that's another edition of Filming You In. Uh, thank you for joining me tonight, Juliet.
1: Yes, thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, and I'm your host, Max, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Like film, that's what they all say great movies it's the american way i wish they had a show where they reviewed movies which they do it's called the film and you win show i like movies big big movies big movies floating pictures it's so great movies so join us everybody for the film and you win show let's get some lunch